0: You never read in bed, Mr. Nutley said to his wife. I used to, you remember, Mrs. Nutley replied. But then I found it was sufficient simply to lie here and compose my thoughts, to get my head together, as the kids say. I envy you. You never have any trouble sleeping. Oh, I do, at times. To be perfectly honest, she added, I think women fuss less than men. I don't fuss about it. Mr. Nutley protested, putting aside his copy of the New Yorker magazine and switching off his bedside light. I just find it damned unpleasant. I'm not an insomniac. I just get a notion and it keeps running around in my head. Do you have a notion tonight? I find Ralph Thompson a pain in the ass, if you call that a notion. That's certainly not enough to keep you awake. I must say I've always found him pleasant enough, for a neighbor. We could do worse, you know. I suppose so. Why are you so provoked about him? Mrs. Nutley asked, pulling the covers closer to her chin against the chill of the bedroom. Because I never know whether he's putting me on or not. I find writers and artists insufferable, and he's the most insufferable of the lot, The fact that I drag my butt into the city every day and do an honest day's work makes me what he refers to as a member of the establishment and an object of what I am certain he regards as his sense of humor. "'Well, you are upset,' said Mrs. Nutley. "'I am not upset. Why is it that I must wait at least an hour before I can think of the proper witty rejoinder to the needling of a horse's ass?' Because you are a thoughtful and honest person, and I am thankful that you are. What did he say? The way he said it, Mr. Nutley replied. A kind of cross between a leer and a snicker. He said he saw a flying saucer come sailing out of the sunset and settle down in the little valley across the hill. Indeed, that isn't even witty. You probably fell into his trap and insisted that there was no such thing as a flying saucer. I'm going to sleep,' said Mr. Nutley. He turned over, stretched, wriggled into the bedclothes, and relapsed into silence. After a minute or so, he asked Mrs. Nutley whether she was still awake. "'Quite awake. Well, I said to him, "'Why don't you go down there and look at it, if you knew where it landed? He told me he doesn't trespass on millionaires' property. Does he think we're millionaires?' A man who sees flying saucers can think anything. What's got into this country? No one saw flying saucers when I was a kid. No one was mugged when I was a kid. No one took dope when I was a kid. I put it to you. Did you ever hear of a flying saucer when you were a kid? Maybe there were no flying saucers when we were kids, Mrs. Nutley suggested. Of course there weren't. No, I mean that perhaps there were none then, but there are now nonsense. Well, it doesn't have to be nonsense, Mrs. Nutley said gently. All sorts of people see them. Which proves only that the world is filled with kooks. Tell me something. If there is such a silly thing as a flying saucer, what the devil is it up to? Curiosity. Just what does that mean? Well, said Mrs. Nutley, we are curious, they are curious, why not? Because that kind of thinking is exactly what's wrong with the world today. Wild guesses with no foundation. Do you know that yesterday the Dow dropped ten points because someone made a wild guess and put it on the tape? If people like yourself were more in touch with the world and what goes on in the world, we'd all be better off. What do you mean by people like myself? People who don't know one damn thing about the world as it really is. Like myself? Mrs. Nutley asked gently. She rarely lost her temper. Well, what do you do all day out here in the suburbs or exurbs or whatever it is 60 miles from New York? I keep busy, she replied mildly. It's just not enough to keep busy. Mr. Nutley was off on one of his instructive speeches, which, as Mrs. Nutley reflected, came about once every two weeks, when he had had a particularly bad bout of insomnia.